IVM. So it's been another great week at IVM Podcast. And if you aren't following us on social media, please make sure you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the major social media networks. This week on the Pragati Podcast, Pawan and Hamsani talked to economist Anupam Manur about how India is tackling creating new jobs. On the Pulia Bazi show, tune in to part two of Pranay's interview with China expert Manoj Keval Romani. On Simplified in a Shorty, Shriket Chuck and Narain give interesting tidbits about the qualifying round of the 2018 World Cup. On Cyrus Says This Week, Cyrus has a conversation with friend of the network Vivek Call about the economy. On Who's Your Mommy, Veda and her friends discuss the strange and disturbing questions they've been asked by their kids. On Keeping It Queer, Naveen talks to non-binary Instagram sensation Dan Rebello. On Varta Lab last week, Akash and Naveen exchanged some hilarious stories with Balraj Gai, owner of the Hotel Intercontinental and The Habitat. And with that, let me get you on to your shows. You're listening to TFG Football. Hello and welcome back, I would say. Not welcome, uh, we are back after a break of a week. It feels good to be back in the studio, but doesn't feel to be good alone. Chiranjit is with me on the call and we've got topics to talk about which will interest uh, the Indian football fan in you. I will not agree to that totally. Uh, you will get to know once we start talking about it. Yes, but uh, there is something very interesting that's coming up. That we will keep in the later half of the show. That uh, that That's a special surprise. Uh, some of you already know about it. It's uh, in, it's an interview with Antonio German that's coming up. That That is all on the second half. Uh, but in the first half, Chiranjit, the World Cup yeah. fever is on. Has the yes. bug hit you? Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? I was uh, watching Japan-Senegal and uh, I went crazy. Towards the end of the game, I was like cheering and yelling at the TV. I have never done that for Japan. Like, I don't have a like hashtag Meritusri country. I don't buy that. But I've always been a Brazil supporter. But this, like, this World Cup seems like every game can go anyway. Like, England, like, butchered Panama. That was something else. But, you know, so many underdogs have been performing above expectations and even if they lose or they just uh, hold the other team to a draw it's just so great to see and that's what you want from a World Cup you know it's not like some of those uh, uh, times that we have had with too many European teams playing conservative football this is more attacking this is more expansive this is more like it this is what you want to see from a World Cup attacking brave football you know and you, you can't really be the champion of the world if you're not brave uh, in your approach to the game, so this is like crescendo from the very get go. Yeah, you know that. You know, talking about underdogs, and we've seen so many teams uh, playing in the World Cup for the first time. Uh, you know, not just you know being a part of the 32 teams, uh, they've made their presence felt. If not, yeah. the scoreline doesn't reflect it. But we've seen how they performed, and even yeah. scoring a goal at the World Cup is a huge uh, you know, achievement for them. And we saw how uh, the Panama fans gone uh, mm. went really you know just. It reminded me of our of us celebrating that goal in under 17 world cup oh yes like we forgot everything else for those couple of minutes that is the shortest like, celebration that India could have and uh, probably <laughs> probably that will haunt them for a long long time uh Yes, but uh, we can always be hopeful. Uh, it's 32 teams this time in the World Cup. Uh, it might go to 48. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's always a hope that India will be at the World Cup. Chiranjit. Exactly. <laughs> dude, dude. About the 40, 48 teams. 
exactly what uh, somebody told me uh, on a on a football forum or something uh, we were having a chat and said like jab 48 teams aa jayega there will be like eight teams from asia and all that stuff uh, and uh, we will have a chance and uh, so i just went to the ranking tables and took a look at the rankings uh, in asia uh, i mean even if you just like fifa ranking is bullshit whatever but just you look at the team and you look at the name of the country and you know whether we are uh, at par with them right and we are not in top 20 man hmm. we are not not nowhere near like we we are probably 22nd or 23rd in terms of actual uh, competitive quality even though even if we are like above the some other countries in terms of rankings we we are not anywhere near uh, you know top 22 i would say but uh, so top 8 is a very far away man we we have some really big and uh, powerful and rich and well facilitated countries to beat if we are going to get there it, it, it's not very easy even if we have an expanded world cup yeah yeah the talking about uh, india being at the top level i think uh, we've got some work to do over there and uh, as of now pehle ek league kar lete hain like first sort out the domestic league situation sort out the clubs like get proper licensing then we build players and then we get to the world cup bahut bahut lamba rasta hai abhi yes we've got two leagues expanded you know indian football is on the expansion uh, but yeah. we know what the reality is uh, two leagues running simultaneously it's not a, it's a, it's not a matter of pride there it's it's, it's something that's concerning and it might be very concerning if uh, that does not happen uh, any soon that we do see one league and i uh, know the rules of the afc uh, and fifa being followed uh, hopefully uh, we are on track uh, to to play a world cup probably another 20 years down the line yes and uh, on that note uh, i will come to the topic which uh, i was talking about which may not interest everybody but then we do have to talk about it it's kolkata football they are back in action oh my goodness <laughs> and uh, talking about uh, two leagues isl uh, and the i league uh, running simultaneously for the very first time last season mm. uh, we are heading into another season we are a lot of uh, transfers being happening but also what's happening is a lot of ruckus been created at the kolkata maidan and chiranjit uh, you are the guy who will explain to us if there is any meaning to this uh, if there is any sense that's happening are we going to see something you know meaningful happening for the two big clubs in kolkata right now who are aiming to be in the mainstream of football i'm talking about mainstream uh-huh. yes <laughs> <laughs> well you mean the IMG Reliance team <laughs> I mean there is a there is a uh, Indian football team and there is the IMG Reliance team and uh, the Indian football team is being gobbled up by IMG Reliance team and then that's going to be the mainstream so uh, I guess the big question is like l- last few days there was uh, this new rumor that was uh, started uh, and uh, th- that said that East Bengal may play in ISL this season Like 2018-19. So the and, the May uh, has happened uh, or for over three seasons. Yeah, I I know that I know that, but like it it really only became a actual possibility last year where they were actually in negotiations, uh, and uh, that fell through uh, for various reasons. We were we have actually like go back to our previous episodes. Like there have been excruci- excruciating detailed discussions of what happened and what went down, uh, but. Uh, this time it seems like 
they have uh, they are in talks with a big corporation uh, and the similar offers are there for mohan bagan as well so both east bengal and mohan bagan since last year itself have uh, offers on the table uh, which allows them to raise the money uh, to get into isl and uh, the caveat is that they have to hand over like 74% or uh, around 70% uh, shares in the club to the uh, whoever is sponsoring them because it's not as a dalega like you're talking about 30 to 40 crores a year wo kuch matlab phukat ka to nahi dalega na they need something in return so they they will have uh, those uh, you know they they need to be given those shares and uh, majority of east bengal and mohan bagan fans want that to happen. they wanted it to happen last year but there are some in both clubs who don't want to give away control because that means that all the under the table fire they were taking from these two clubs uh, be it corrupt be it just social uh, currency that were extracting from their association with these uh, institutions that will stop and uh, east bengal and mohan bagan would have to change their uh, management structure to be more professional to be more like uh, isl clubs and uh, you know have a ceo and all that stuff and that that means like a lot of people who have been just holding on to power for a while they know they are incompetent and they cannot uh, operate in a structure like that they will be booted out of the club they will have zero power left so that's why you see all this drama but the thing is the next expansion of isl is scheduled at 2018 summer which is next year and uh, uh, i don't know if they can find a way to get around it it would be good but i am not very optimistic that it can happen this year but what we know like what what common sense tells us that both these clubs have to change both these clubs have to uh, overcome the sponsorship uh, from big corporations and hand over control to professionals if they are to really do well because these these guys have made a mess i mean you saw what happened at mohan bagan right at the annual general meeting kya kya tamasha hua in front of everybody the yeah. thing was live streamed to the all indian footballs and uh, we had squabblings we had pushing shoving punching uh, people crying on stage what was that it, it was bizarre just a just a spectacle of failure that that's what it was uh, and and how in, incompetent the uh, you know officials were it it's it's a bit complicated uh, i will get into this uh, in a in a column that i will write on uh, the fangaraj.com probably later this evening or uh, early tomorrow it will go up uh, lots lots of complicated issues to discuss here but but it just it just shows you how unprofessional this is you would not you would never see this in a, in a professional club that uh, you know start snatching mics from each other or shoving each other or uh, you know there this uh, passive aggressive uh, you know behavior towards each other ki uh, the one guy's chair is removed from the dais so he can't sit over there it's it's, it's laughable basically i mean i don't know whether i should laugh or cry <laughs> looking at this kya kar rahe ho yaar you are at the one of the big turning points in the history of the club that has been around for more than a century and you are behaving like like teenagers or like preteen kids who are just you know teri meri katti main tere se baat nahi karega main tere dhakka deke nikal dega main idhar baithega it's like kids arguing over 
where they're going to sit in a in a class yeah so it's like kya bolega man it's exhausting so many years of just looking at these people just mess it all up and uh, they're still doing it it, it just when is this going to end so I think this it, is, it's like this is just uh, keeping yeah. the interested people glued to their uh, you know whatever the television sets or tv screen <laughs> yeah. or you know even the so that's what, uh, that's what I'm, what do you want to say like look the people want to invest big amounts of money in your club and what you show on tv ki ki uh, you are just fighting age in public like that you can't behave you you can't like you're having petty uh, arguments over who's the chair of the assembly and you're just trying to backstab each other just and all this is why is this happening all because of isl you know if had isl not come in none of this uh these uh, changes would have been initiated and what why is this happening because they know they have to allow uh, a corporate to control the club so the majority shares would go to that corporate uh, uh, corporation or whatever it is and whatever is left 20 30% shares those will be controlled by whoever is in power at the club right and going down let's say 20 years down the line or 25 years or 30 years down the line when india has qualified for the world cup and indian football has grown to like four times the size it is now a share in a club like east bengal and monbaran will be worth more than gold and that's what they are fighting for those guys are fighting to get a drop of that gold for themselves yeah they, they, so that that's what it is it's it's petty personal interest none of like it, they don't seem to be thinking about the club these uh, especially the anjan mitra uh, faction at mohan bagan they all that they are trying to do is is boot out uh, the tutuvers who led the faction from uh, power and and uh, win the next club elections and uh, just uh, keep keep those shares for themselves it's it's all about 20 to 30% shares of the club that's what it comes down to and they just after money for themselves so that's what it is they're just fighting over fighting with each other for money yes not for indian football yes. not for the club yes. but for money for their own pockets right. that's that's what it is right and there we have it uh, cultural clubs uh, at their best and uh, what they do uh, have what they what they have been doing over the years hopefully we yeah. get some resolve over there and uh, on that note we will head on to a break and on the other side there's something promising that's coming up uh, something that i'm really looking forward to it's the interview with uh, antonio german kerala blasters winger striker he's also been uh, you know uh, always loving back to come to uh, kochi and uh, he's now in gokulam kerala yes and i know just uh, uh, something that's you know waiting for all the fans to uh, you know get them by surprise uh, uh, the the kerala man is back again and uh, he's got an illustrious career uh, at uh, england where he's played he's born uh, he's an english footballer and here he's back uh, playing at india and this is going to be interesting uh, so all that on the other side of uh, this break come back to us why don't we talk about mental illness for that matter we don't even talk about emotional wellness and if we can't talk about either of these basic very basic aspects of being human what do we do when we just feel like something's not right hi i'm zain and i'm avanti and this is marbles lost and found a show where we invite conversations about mental health and illness and just get people to talk about it because it's okay to do so 
catch Marbles Lost and Found every Tuesday on the IVM app, website or anywhere you get your podcasts from. All right, welcome back after the break. Uh, as we promised, uh, this half is going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Chiranjit was in conversation with Antonio German, who was uh, not in India right now, but then he will be back and he'll be loved by the fans in Kerala. Uh, but he will not be with his team that he played uh, a couple of seasons ago. Uh, so this time he plans to move into the I League, the real, the top division of India. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I don't know, man. I'm sincerely <laughs> laughing at that at that thing. Like, is it really top division anymore? Like, who the hell knows? No, like, we, on paper, it is. On paper, yes. it is. And we'll talk about yeah. uh, things that are that are facts. And uh, yeah. there we have it. Chiranjit, uh, you had a word with uh, uh, Antonio German. He really is a fun guy to talk with. And uh, what do we have with us uh, in, in this uh, interview coming up? Yeah, well, well what struck out is how much he really loves the coaching crowd you know uh, he, that's what he say uh, you know playing in the uh, in Kerala Blasters you know playing the home games uh, in Kochi Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium in front of so many fans he kept saying that's the, that's the best experience of my playing career I want to do it again uh, so that's what he wants he wants to go and play in front of uh, so many people in uh, in Kochi again I mean he's, he's not playing for Kerala Blasters this time he's playing for Gokulam Kerala FC but Make no mistake, it's that love for Kerala and uh, Kerala fans that has brought him back. So I caught up with him uh, a few days ago. Uh, he's in England right now. He will probably uh, get here uh, in a month or two when the season begins. Uh, the I League is starting third week of October, by the way. But uh, you know you're going to have some other uh, cup tournaments and the local leagues kicking the season off uh, from July itself, July August. So yeah, it's it's going to be uh, uh, you know. A new experience for him as well. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and listen to what about we covered his entire journey in career, especially his time at Kerala Blasters and what he wants to achieve at Gokulam Kerala FC. So take a listen. Hey Antonio, thanks for speaking to us, man. Uh, we're really glad you're coming back to India. Uh, so just uh, to get started, uh, could you tell our listeners uh, how did you get into football when you were growing up? Yo, bro, um, how did I get into football? So. I started playing football at, what, maybe 10 years old. My mum used to take me to, like, a little training camp every day after school. And I remember just enjoying it. And then when I was 14, um, I went to QPR. And from there, I just never looked back. Just kept focused on football. And always wanted to play higher, always wanted to improve. And, yeah, just followed my boyhood club, Arsenal. I've supported Arsenal since since I was since I knew football, so it was definitely um, a big step into me progressing as a footballer. Was my mum, you know? It was always it was the main thing I look forward to every single day after school. I never forget like all the time. Football, 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 football became my life. Like breathing, eating, sleeping, football. And yeah, that was it really. <laughs> You're an Arsenal fan just like me. That is awesome, bro. Uh, so you were at QPR, uh, you know, growing up through the uh, youth ranks over there. And you got your uh, senior club debut as well uh, at Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, could you share that memory with our listeners? And uh, uh, do you have any special memories uh, from that first season when you were playing for the senior team? Um, my senior debut at QPR... I'll never forget it because um, I scored on my full debut. Um, I remember 
like it was my first start against what no against Doncaster, and I remember playing up front with a player called Jay Simpson, and he was on loan from Arsenal. Funny enough, and I remember the ball came back to me, and I just it was a tap in, but I was so happy because it was my first goal on my debut, and I was so happy. Like I just I didn't know how to celebrate, so I was just running, I was running around the pitch looking like an idiot. But it was it was the best feeling in the world. I remember I was so nervous before the game. But once you get on the pitch and you start playing, like all the nerves go and then you start to feel more comfortable, more confident. And I scored again in that game, but they disallowed it for offside, even though it wasn't offside. Um Yeah, it was that was that was when I knew I wanted to be like I needed to football was my life. Seriously. I, I remember enjoying every single moment of it. It was it was amazing. Any memories from that season? Um, yeah, that that season, I think there was a game that we played against Sheffield United. And I remember I came off the bench for 10 minutes and I almost scored three goals. But I got man of the match in for that cameo in 10 minutes. It was probably one of my best 10 minutes I've ever played. It was it was really good. Um, we was losing 3-0 three, three and we came, we came back to 3-2. Um, but yeah, man, QPR was always it was always the best time of my career. Um, I was young, hungry, you know, like it was it was the best. But I'm still hungry. I'm still ready. I'm still ready. I still got things to prove. Still got goals to hit. So hopefully, I can come and do it again in India. So after that, uh, you had a little bit of tough time. Uh, you were uh, going on loan spells at uh, clubs like Aldershot, uh, Southern Yeovil, uh, and until then you had been playing uh, mostly around London. So now you were going at different locations, uh, playing at different uh, uh, leagues uh, and levels. Uh, how did you uh, adjust to that uh, life? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a tough time. You know, it's just it's. It's one of them. It's one of them things as a footballer you have to go through. You know, going on loan. It's a new experience, basically, and I think it it makes you stronger. Like playing men's football instead of youth team football. If that makes sense. Um, I feel like when I went on loan with all these teams, it, it taught me stuff. It was tough because sometimes you go, and even if you was the best player, you wouldn't play because the manager had his favourites. Um, but you know, it's it's one of them things that you have to deal with. And um, life after QPR was, it was good. You know, if I didn't leave QPR, I wouldn't have come to India. And obviously coming in India, coming to India was one of my best experiences in life in general. Like it was, it's unreal. I mean, you grew up and played mostly near London until then. Yeah, um, obviously traveling is a big part of football. So I'm, I'm kind of used to it now. Um I don't really mind being away from home. That's why I come in here, you know. I'm quite I don't really get homesick, but at the same time I'm a family guy. But at the same time I don't really get homesick, so it's it's a bit weird. I just enjoy football and wherever I can play football I'm happy. It's one of them. Mm, so you were playing in England uh, mostly uh, throughout your career and then comes this offer from far away India uh, you know Kerala Blasters uh, offered you a chance to play for them in the Indian Super League uh, how did you uh, think about that move when you, you know what did you think when it first came to you uh, and uh, how did the transfer come about basically um, yeah I was playing at a team called Gillingham 
And my manager there was Peter Taylor. And Peter Taylor came out to be the first manager of Corolla Blasters. And when he came out, he, he gave me a call and asked me if I wanted to go out. And at first I was like, India, I don't think so. And then he explained to me how it works. Um, he explained to me what it's like, blah, 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 blah. And I said, yeah, you know, I'll give it a try. And it was, it was, it was sick. Like, it's unreal. I love it. I literally love it. And at the beginning, obviously, the season was only four months, but now it's gone up to 10. So it's a longer time. But, yeah, we'll see, you know. We'll see what happens. I think um, it was one of my best decisions, career decisions in life, like, experience-wise. It's, it's unreal. And I'm happy I came to India. And I think the fans are unreal. The fans are amazing, literally. The best in the world is mad. And hopefully this season we can repay them. Awesome. So here you are, uh, you know, in India, uh, a new continent, a new country for the first time. Uh, and in your first game uh, at home, you're walking out in front of that coachy crowd. Uh, could you share with us uh, that feeling uh, when you saw that crowd for the first time and uh, how it inspired you to play? Um, the coachy crowd is unreal. Um, I mean, people was telling me before, beforehand how good it was but you never really know how good it is until you actually see it for yourself and it's it's actually unreal like the fans are crazy like they're packed in the stadium two hours before kickoff they're waiting outside they greet you with love with everything they treat you so good they're passionate about the football they support you no matter what as i said it's the best in the world it really is and there's no other experience like it like until you've played Coachy Stadium, then you don't know football, fans-wise, I mean, it's, it's unreal, it's actually unreal, and um, I look forward to playing there again, hopefully someday. Your first season at KBFC was uh, a little bit special, uh, you scored six goals for them that season, uh, I think uh, till date, that's the most goals you've uh, scored in a season in your uh, senior career, what was the best memory from that year? Yeah, um, that was a crazy year for me because I missed the first seven games with injury and I knew that I needed to come back and do something um, because obviously the fans didn't even know me. They didn't know who I am or anything because I was injured for the first six, six or seven games. And when I came back and I scored two on my debut, that was amazing. And then I just scored every game since then and that was, I don't know, it's, it was crazy. It was like... I was playing, um, I just felt confident, I felt happy, I felt I was enjoying my football, but the only problem was was that we wasn't in a position where we could make the semi-finals at that point. Um, like the first seven games wasn't the greatest for us. But it was, it's still, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling to score in, in front of the Koji crowd and hopefully it will happen again sometimes. So right after playing at KBFC, you moved to Patrick Thistle, uh, you know, Scottish Premiership Club. Uh, was there a big jump in uh, quality and uh, how did you go about uh, adjusting your level of play and uh, the different needs in terms of fitness and agility and uh, uh, teammanship that was required of you over there? Yeah, um, Park Thistle was, it was a good team. Um, they worked hard. Scottish Premiership is tough, you know, like everyone's big, strong, fast, like it's 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 more physical than India. Like India's more football, but Scottish is more ball in the air, 
header in all that stuff and um i enjoyed it because it was a new experience but i didn't really play it that much because obviously the manager didn't really i don't know it was a it was a weird one but i enjoy every new experience and it was good it was good while it lasted but obviously i enjoy india much better at the isl definitely um but even facility wise the stadiums in isl are unreal but yeah um So you came back to KBFC after that and uh, the season wasn't that great uh, so to speak uh, you didn't score a goal next time got less starts uh, what went wrong man um i don't think i didn't have a great season I, i thought i played well in every single game that i played that season honestly but i just couldn't find the net but i thought i played well and the team was winning you know we was winning so it's not where I didn't have a great season it's just that I couldn't find the net like every shot I'd have to keep would save it or like it was really stressful actually it was annoying because I was playing well I didn't think I was playing bad at all um obviously the manager would have different views but the manager he just didn't I don't know I guess he just didn't want to play me you know it's just and you have to respect that and just work continue to work harder and in the future you'll get your chance um it's just one of them well you said you have points to prove and goals to achieve uh, now you are back uh, in india you're playing for another club from kerala uh, gokulam kerala fc uh, how did the transfer came about uh, what are your goals now that you're back uh, in uh, uh, in kerala and uh, how are the fans reacting to you you know you, you you've been a popular figure uh, among kerala fans uh, now uh, kbfc fans are looking at you playing for a uh, you know a local rival i mean they play each other in uh, kerala premier league uh, how the fans have been reacting to you on social media and otherwise and what do you say to them now that you are starting a new chapter in your career uh, again in kerala i'm not quite sure how the move happened uh, my agent said that a team in india was interested and once he mentioned once he mentioned india i was yeah i was definitely excited about coming back to india um i league or isl it doesn't matter to me i just want to play football and score goals and i want to pay back the fans um it's back in kerala i know it's not the same as kerala blasters but it's still in kerala and the fans are loyal like i love the fans so much they look they look after me they they treat me so good they they're always supportive and no matter what um team it is even i'm sure even if it was another team in india they would still be happy um the fans they've shown me so much support like i get messages every single day from them about when am i coming back to india um can i give them boots shirts stuff like that they're so um they're literally so they're the best they are actually the best and i'm i'm grateful to have and i'm humble to have them honestly um on social media they follow me they like my pictures literally they're the best it's crazy um i've got goals i've got a lot of goals to prove you know not that i've got to prove myself but i want to score goals i want to help the team win the league i want to be top goal scorer in the league i want to show everyone what i can do you know i want to I want to I just want to be the best I can be, you know. It's 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 one of them ones. I really want to be the best I can be. And what I want to say to the fans is keep supporting the team, keep supporting me and thank you. 
you know, I can only say thank you and hopefully it continues and hopefully I can pay back the fans. That's, that's about it, bro. All right. That's Antonio German. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back in India, a new phase in his career. He's playing for Gokulam Kerala FC and he says he can't wait to get back in front of the Kochi crowd. Uh, hopefully you get your chance uh, to fulfill your wishes and all your goals. Uh, uh, Antonio, thanks for speaking to us. All right, that was Antonio German for you, uh, Chiranjit. Uh, you must have been uh, lucky to talk to him, and uh, hopefully uh, we get, we get to see you know the same Antonio German at his best uh, in front of the attacking attacking leading uh, the attack for Gokulam Kerala this time. And on that note, we will. Uh, end the show and this has been a great time just coming back to the studio and talking about Indian football even though uh, the season is off at the moment but the World Cup is on and uh, football should never stop uh, hopefully we see India and we talk about it on the show sometime soon and uh, that's it uh, guys if you're listening to us on YouTube do not forget to like share subscribe you can also download the IVM podcast app which is filled up with so many good podcasts just like the TFG podcast and uh, the, the the podcast is also available on Android iOS and any of your favorite platforms do give us a listen do give us a follow on Twitter at the rate of the at the rate TFG football is the handle that you want to follow for all the latest footballing news and uh, the uh, interview with uh, Antonio German is also available as uh, an article which is already up on the website uh, you can check the description uh, you have we have the link there till another episode guys take care cheers there she stands a podcast addict outside the bank having traveled several miles to get in with other poor souls like her the journey though daunting for this youngling will have some comfort because she has downloaded her favorite podcast you can see more of her species on ivmpodcasts.com your one stop destination where you can check out the coolest indian podcasts happy listening